0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk podcast. I'm your host, Robert. And today, got lots of gaming news to talk about, as well as our usual anime and manga. So let's get to it. You know I'm kind of a little sore. <laughs> you know it's like my my arm is sore from getting my second COVID shot, and then my legs are sore because I went back to the park yesterday and did a bit more. You know running, actual running, like nonstop for <clears throat> for a few minutes. And it felt good, but it was just a thing of like I woke up this morning and it was just like went to like move my legs around. It was just like leg pain. I'm like, uh but it's all good though. Um, <clears throat> you know. So uh, yeah. Um just a couple of like little housekeeping things to kind of just mention <clears throat> off the top. Um I had did a couple of many episodes over the last few days. I did one, another life lessons and memories episode. And that one was about me being a parent raising child athletes. And then we also did a Saturday night, we did a family movie night, me and my kids, where we watched the Mitchells versus the Mitchells versus the Machines a recent movie that came out on Netflix <clears throat> and we all really enjoyed it and so I decided to do something a little bit fun with that so I ended up um getting a couple of my kids to join me on a little review discussion about it so so yeah so check those out like I said just you know just trying to Add in just more stuff that I want to talk about, so so yeah, check those out um we'll see how the how this episode is gonna go. It is uh about twelve thirty a m when I'm recording now um you know, which is fine'cause i uh a cousin of mine had reached out to me. And, and me and her were kind of just reconnecting because we were super close growing up, but you know, just say, you know, life happened and we hadn't really seen each other in person for many, many years. Like we're talking like 15 years because I think I was barely a teenager myself and she's younger than me. So Anywho, you know, we kind of saw each other and reconnected a bit at my, at my mother's funeral earlier this year, and so kind of talked, and I was like, you know what, I would like for us to reconnect and talk and stuff, and so, you know, she reached out, and we have begun, you know, trying to mend those bonds and, and try to build some type of, you know, relationship now with both of us being adults you know going forward so so yeah so it was it was good getting a chance to catch up with family for almost a couple of hours so yeah so let's see moving on so we're gonna dive just dive right into some news so we so first thing I want to kind of talk about was um, and, and this new section is going to have a lot of game stuff, which is exciting. So, first off, they showed some gameplay of Horizon Forbidden West for the first time running on PlayStation 5. It was like a 15, 16-minute demo, and the game looked freaking stunning, gorgeous Seeing Aloy take on. So, she had like a Throughout the demo, they showed you know a few new enemy types. They showed some new uh, like Velociraptor type of robot dinosaurs, shooting against some new uh, tribe tribal enemies, as well as the big boss fight of this was a giant, basically like a robotic woolly mammoth. So all that stuff looked freaking awesome. They showed off like new melee combat stuff some new traversal stuff she has this kind of like hook shot thing or grappling hook type of thing where she's like slinging around like batman or spider-man and stuff and yeah just overall the game like i said just looked freaking gorgeous i really enjoyed the first horizon game and i kind of been thinking about Going back at some point and maybe trying to play it at some point before this new one comes out. But we'll we'll see how that goes because it's not too often I really go back to replay a game, you know, too often. Especially as an adult now, busy life, don't really have a lot of time to play stuff in general, let alone go back and, you know, play a 40, 50 hour game. So but we'll see. But yeah. Like I said, her Horizon Forbidden West, um, still, still no official release date, but it's, it's coming. So yeah, so hopefully we find out a release date sometime soon. I know a lot of people are speculating <laughs> that they're probably trying to avoid, you know, getting stuck in the freaking same, uh, release sphere as, uh as Breath of the Wild too, because there's you know rumors floating around right now about a new switch model announcement is imminent and so yeah we'll we'll see how, how that goes so but yeah horizon forbidden west definitely looking forward to checking that out soon so let's see next on my list we have far cry six um they gave now they did give that a release date that's coming out october 7th and they also showed a couple of short trailers as well as a pretty lengthy once again like 15 or so minute gameplay theme and that game looks freaking stunning and incredible as well now i've dabbled a little bit in far cry here and there over the years and i've enjoyed what i've played of them but for the most part Far Cry is definitely a game that my wife loves. She, from from when I met her years back, she, you know, was playing through Far Cry 3 and stuff at the time. And then pretty much every Far Cry release I have, you know, gotten for her. You know, 4, 5, Primal, um, whatever that spinoff one was. Yeah, Far Cry New Dawn. So, yeah, so she's pretty much played um, at least everything from 3 up to current. So, so yeah, so she's very – my wife is very excited to check out Far Cry 6. And, yeah, like I said, maybe I'll even hop on myself one day or something or just give it a test drive. Um, Another thing I really – that's exciting for me is that the main villain – of the game is the guy from Breaking Bad um, that plays Guts. I can't ever think of. I think this is a John Carlo Esposito, if I remember that correctly. Um, he's going to be the main villain for Far Cry 6, so that just kind of just heightens my excitement. So yeah, Far Cry 6 coming October 7th. So next on the list. And like some this, some of this stuff is, you know, some games I'm just kind of just mentioning, they show some recent gameplay stuff for Deathloop. Now, I played, you know, Deathloop is about the same team that made Dishonored as well as, I think it was 2017's Prey. And Dishonored, you know, from the bit I played to that first one, I enjoyed it, but that's also not necessarily like my style of game too much. So... I don't know, I probably won't play Deathloop myself, but the idea and the concept and the gameplay footage or whatever looked freaking cool, and so, you know, maybe I'll check out some streams and stuff when when that comes out. Um, I know that's also listed for October as well. Let me see if I can find the release date, see October, oh no, September 14th. So it's coming out September 14th for Deathloop, so yeah, that's something nice, that's something else cool to kind of look forward to. So, next up, there was the Dragon Quest 30th anniversary celebration, and I've dabbled in Dragon Quest a little bit over the years. It's been, you know, not necessarily like, like something I'm like super big into, but. You know, 35 years of Dragon Quest, you know, still a pretty big, you know, milestone for the series and for the gaming industry in general. And so, yeah, so with that, they they made a couple of, a handful of different announcements and stuff, but the biggest ones that I kind of just plugged out was they're doing a Dragon Quest three remake in the same style as the Octopath Traveler game to where they're calling it like HD 2D. So, it looks... Really beautiful, really pretty, and so that's coming out at some point. I don't remember seeing a date for that. And then they also announced the next mainline game, Dragon Quest 12. And I remember I was seeing like some reports, people talking about that. They're kind of talking about this of being like, oh, this is you know going to be like a more mature Dragon Quest for adults or whatever. So not sure what that means, but. Dragon Quest fans, you know, hope y'all are excited for to revisit some older games as well as, you know, get to dive into some new games. Sticking with anniversaries, we had the Sonic 30th anniversary. And once again, they talked about a variety of stuff with the Sonic anniversary. But the couple of just main big ones I just wanted to talk about was. They're doing a remake to Sonic Colors, which I've never played, but I've heard a lot of good stuff about. So, who knows, maybe I'll give it a shot sometime soon or when whenever that comes out. They also teased a new full-on Sonic game that's coming in 2022. Um, not much information was given about it, but just aside from just, oh, hey, there's a new game coming. So a new game coming in 2022, and they also you know just a bunch of other weird stuff. Like they showed this Sega Olympics game that had Sonic in it, but it was somebody that looked like they was in a Sonic mascot costume, like doing all these like Olympic events and stuff. It was just very funny to watch. And Sonic's also gonna be like in a bunch of other games, like a Two Point Hospital. He's gonna be in the new Yakuza, uh, what's the Yakuza spin-off series? Judgment, Lost Judgment. He's gonna be. I guess there was an old Sonic Fighter game way back in the day that's gonna be in the arcade machines within Lost Judgment. And they announced, of course, like a bunch of different merchandise and stuff, and a couple of like new animated Sonic shows and stuff that are coming. So yeah plenty of stuff for sonic fans to look forward to so next up we had uh, dying light 2 got some more gameplay footage shown and they also officially announced that release date which is dying light 2 is coming out december 7th so squeezing in right there right at the tail end of the year but the game looks cool you know not necessarily my thing i'm not big into zombie type of games and stuff like that um i recommend recommended it to my wife because she's into that type of stuff so who knows maybe she might give it a shot because i know she liked dead island back in the day but i don't think she ever tried the first dying light so yeah we'll, we'll see how that shapes up but yeah dying light 2 coming out december 7th so next up in the last week Or so, we also got a new trailer for Marvel's The Eternals. And so, kind of like, similar situation for me with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, and honestly, even, like, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and stuff. The Eternals is a group that I'm not too familiar with, but it's a Marvel movie, so... I am interested in checking it out and seeing, hey, you know, what this is about. Because by the time I finished watching uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, shoot, I was, I'm a fan now. You know, I've enjoyed both of those movies and anywhere else that those characters have shown up as. Same thing with, you know, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man. Really enjoyed those. So, one thing though is like, this movie has a ridiculous cast. They have, just to name a few, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kit Harington, uh, and se- several other people, but it, it was just kind of just crazy, like, in one trailer, seeing Lara Croft. I'm just kind of by, by roles of these people that these people have been in in the past in other movies and stuff, but it was just kind of just funny just seeing freaking Lara Croft, Jon Snow, and uh, Paperboy from Atlanta seeing all these different characters in this freaking Marvel superhero movie and stuff. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm just like really hyped and interested to, to check that out and. You know, look, also looking forward to... Because uh, Black Widow is coming up. Should be this month, within the next month or so. So, yeah, looking forward to hopefully getting back into some Marvel uh, big screen experiences. So, yeah, looking forward to the Eternals and the rest of the Marvel lineup. So, let's see. I kind of just, just want to like touch on this a little bit. So, Bio Mutant came out last week, and it got very mixed reviews, to to say the least, and I don't know, I'm kind of sad a little bit, but hopeful that maybe sometime down the line, I'll get to pick it up on sale and try it out, because there have been plenty of games that maybe didn't review too well, or wasn't the most successful games, but that I really enjoyed one of those that come to mind is Mad Max the Mad Mad Max game they came out back in 2015 because I remember when that game came out it launched the same day as Metal Gear Solid 5 and I remember lots of my friends or just people in general was like yo ready for that new Metal Gear you gonna play it dude I'm like I have no interest in Metal Gear I'm going to get Mad Max (laughs) so you know so that's kind of a similar vibe I'm getting from Biomutant to where you know it looks like it's a solid, decent, fun game. So, I definitely would like to give it a shot. But, you know, anybody out there that's listening that has picked up Bio Mutant, are you liking it, not liking it, or are you also waiting for a sale? You know, tweet at me, let me know um, what you think of Bio Mutants. But now, moving on to a big kind of like news roundup section thing, whatever you want to call it. So, E3 is very close, or is practically upon us at this point, um, if, if it's not already evident by all these different game stuff that I'm talking about. Granted, you know, some of these were like anniversaries and stuff, but still, we're in the early parts of summer going into June, so lots of stuff is about to start kicking off. So So, E3 in general is... Scheduled to take place from June 12th through the 15th. So that's over the course of a weekend. So like a Saturday to a Tuesday. So during that time, so on a couple nights before, on June 10th, we have Summer Game Fest opening night live. So they're supposed to be doing a bunch of like big game reveals and announcements and stuff like that ahead of E3. So I'm excited for that. And then Ubisoft's uh, stream or whatever is supposed to be June 12th. The Xbox slash Bethesda one is that Sunday on June 13th. So lots of stuff going on in that weekend. Um, There's also a couple of big games coming out that weekend too. On that Friday, June 11th, the new Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is coming out for PS5. As well as... Sorry about that. <laughs> and Vash jumped in. So, yeah, so the new Ratchet and Clank Rifted Parts coming out June 11th for PS5, as well as the new uh, Mario Golf game is coming out for Nintendo Switch. So, yeah, there's going to be like a gauntlet of conferences and streams and some couple couple of decent sized video games coming out. So, as far as like what my plans are and for how I might do stuff podcast wise, So, the idea that I think I might do, I think that if there is enough news or big enough news to warrant for it, I might kind of do like a daily E3 News Roundup thing, you know, to where it's just like, okay, hey, this is everything that happened at the Ubisoft thing. Here's everything that happened at the Microsoft Xbox thing. But... If I feel like things aren't big enough for that, I might just make notes and either just do like a big mini E3 episode separate, or I might just add it on to the regular podcast for that week, anyways, because that's going to be a big show, regards Because I'm going to have you know, my normal anime and manga stuff, but then if I have this big chunk of E3 stuff, who knows? You know, like so I'll kind of play around and see how things go around that time but yeah very exciting like i said E3 is right around the corner and i'm hype so that's pretty much it for all the new stuff so rolling right along into anime tv stuff so first thing i want to kind of just touch on just give a quick shout out to there was a mini series that came out on netflix last week called eden And it's pretty much about this, pretty much this world that seemingly only has robots, but a couple of robots find and discover a human child or a human baby. And so the robots are kind of sentient enough to where they end up taking care of this baby, raising her up to be a young adult, pretty much. And so the series is just about this bond and relationship between this girl and these quote-unquote her robot parents, as well as, you know, just seeing where or how things are going to go as far as, like, learning more about the world, like what, like, what happened to the other humans, what's going on. So, yeah, so definitely check it out. It's, it's, it was, like, Four episodes long, like I said, 25 minutes each, so barely an hour and a half, couple hours tops of commitment time. So like I said, definitely like a so fun, really colorful animated series that y'all should give a check uh, to take a look at. So let's see. Next series or show I had watched was um, Megalobox Nomad. I believe this was episode 10. If I remember correctly. Alright, it was actually episode 9. So yeah, episode 9 of Megalobox. So, this episode, um, I feel like it slowed down quite a bit from a lot of the craziness that's been going on recently, which isn't a bad thing, but it was just pretty much just following just like everybody's kind of thoughts and stuff after what happened with Liu in the match and Max still kind of having some mental issues and stuff, whatever, and realizing that he's not remembering, you know, certain parts of his match and stuff. And so, yeah, that was pretty much more or less it in a nutshell, because, you know, we had like a brief moment where Joe and some of the kids were trying to like uh, tie down like a tarp thing, whatever, to kind of keep the building, the uh, nowhere gym that he's trying to reconstruct. To try to keep that from getting messed up by the storm that's coming through. We... I'm trying to think. What was the other part? Um, I don't know if my, my mind is scattered shot at the moment. But... Um, oh, so Mac and his son, he's reading his son a book that's something about, uh, like, the nomad and the hummingbird. So... It's very, very interesting that he's reading that book and the story that he's telling and stuff because, you know, it just kind of mirrors a lot of just themes and stuff that have been going on all season. And so the episode kind of ends with the tease of Mac wanting to fight Joe in a match. So it seems like... However many episodes are left this season. Like I said, I still don't know if this is just 12 episodes or what. But it seems like we're kind of building towards Joe potentially, you know, getting back into the ring and getting back into into boxing and stuff. So we'll, we're definitely going to see how that shakes out and stuff. Because, you know, with, with Matt having those mental traumas and issues and stuff don't don't really know how how well things are going to play out with that but we shall see so yeah that was a megalobox nomad episode nine so i think we're just gonna keep trucking right along we're gonna go right into some manga talk so we're gonna start off with one piece manga chapter 1014 let's see titled the ham And so I learned this because I was following the uh, official translator on Twitter, and I think he made a comment that that title is based off of a rock album or something of a similar name. So, yeah, so kind of just starts off with, on the cover, Law (laughs) trying to, uh, he's puzzled over a riddle in front of a painted tiger screen. So sure, whatever. So yeah, so we kind of continue, and you know, Luffy's still falling down from off of Onikashima. Kaido's just kind of mocking him, basically just saying like, you know, basically he was, you know, clumsy with with his abilities and stuff, and saying, as he's watching Luffy fall, saying, you couldn't be Joy Boy either, it seems. So, Kaido... Has some of information or or some knowledge of Joy Boy, as, as far as like the title or whatever. So that was kind of interesting to him saying that there. And so then pretty much Kaido had Bow Bowang make an announcement to everyone within the castle, just basically saying like, "Hey, Luffy's been defeated. Kaido won, and that Kaido's about to start making his rounds." And, hey, if you want to survive, then surrender. Otherwise, you're getting smoked. And so, yeah, we're just going kind to of get shots of just everybody all over the place. From Yamato to we see uh, Momonosuke is still reading the journal. And he sees something. He's like, it was seem that I truly must not die. So, curious what information he's learning from his dad's journal. But... Then he starts having, like, really bad headaches and stuff again, and so it's like, you know, who or what is he hearing the voice of? So, got somebody or something new coming into the picture soon, seemingly, and we kind of flip over, and we see, speaking of flipping over, (laughs) Chopper flipping, uh, what's his name, Queen over... And as he has, like, arrows on all in his back, and we see that, like, Parasparo has been pelting him and other people with arrows and stuff from a distance, and we kind of learn that Chopper's monster point, he's able to stay in it longer thanks to working with Caesar Clown to, I guess, get better use of the rumble balls and stuff to make the monster point last longer. So so they, they continue fighting. And like I said, we just see more shots of, you know, Marco and Frankie and Jimbei and Robin, Brooke, Law, so on and so forth, just all over the castle. And, you know, they're just saying, hey, if I'll surrender, yada, yada, yada. And of course, you know, we get like a side-by-side panel of Zoro and Sanji both saying, screw that, which is, you know, very much in character for them. And then we switch back over to Momonosuke where Kenymon then finally get there and freaking Conjuro, little snake-looking self is like waiting outside. And Conjuro has the the balls, the audacity, whatever you want to call it, to pull the Odin transformation again in front of poor little Momonosuke. And so Kiku, you know, tells Mama like, hey, that's not your dad, it's a trap. And as Kiku tries to go to slice. uh, Kanjuro disguises Odin. Uh, Kiku basically can't. And. Kanjuro ends up stabbing them. Right through the middle. And it's just like this exchange of blows. And Kiku falls. Then Kenymon steps in and slices down. Kanjuro. And as Kanjuro falls. Freaking Kaido busts through the wall. And so, you know, Kinemon's telling Shinobu to take Momo and Ryan. Kinemon braces the block, and freaking Kaido just brings the club down from overhead, breaking Kinemon's swords, looking like he smashed his head in. Just a very, just a very wild <laughs> sequence of events. Like I said, it was just like, like Kiku got taken down, then Kanjiro got taken down, now Kinemon getting taken down. It's just wild. And, and I just realized all those people's names start with the K. Kiku, Kanjiro, Kinemon, Kaido. Very odd. <laughs> but um, but yeah. And so, you know, Momo's screaming at Kinemon. As the last panel, we see the island of Onigashima reaches. The Wano mainland. So, yeah, things are not looking too good for our hero group. Like I said, Luffy fell into the ocean. Looks like we've had a handful of, or several scabbards fallen. So, yeah, I'm going to see hopefully some reinforcements or so somebody come through to help them out because they definitely need a helping hand. And so, moving right along, let's see, let's jump over to My Hero Academia next. So, this chapter, chapter 314 of My Hero Academia is titled, The Lovely Lady Nagant. And so, we pretty much just see the fight between Deku and Lady Nagant continue to go back and forth. And during their fighting and stuff, you know, of course, it's just so cool just seeing... Lady Nagant just, like, how she's, like, flipping her arm backwards and her sniper rifle is, like, coming out of her, like, her elbow area, which is very cool but also very freaky at the same time. And so we see, you know, them talking. And so Deku ends up, or should I say Lady Nagant, ends up just basically telling Deku like more about like what really happened as far as like, you know, her getting used. And so just going to a little bit, she says, you know, I was exhausted after so much killing and it was all to preserve our sham society. Say there was a group plotting acts of terrorism against heroes or a hero team colluding with a gang of villains while gaining fame and fortune. When you have people like that, Capable of shaking the bedrock of our society. Law and order won't cut it. They have to disappear along with their crimes. The Safety Commission gave me those classified missions. So so basically, a thing where, kind of reminds me of, uh, if anybody's seen Person of Interest, that series, as well as, somebody had mentioned to me another one. I can't think of what it was called, but basically just like, Um, oh, psychopaths, to where it's just kind of like, well, this person has, you know, the intent to do something wrong or seemingly having, like, naughty thoughts, so to speak. So we're going to send the assassin after you to just kill you so that we know for sure it's just not going to happen. So so that's kind of what Lady Lady Nagant was tasked with. And so her doing that for so long, you know, obviously, like a lot of she started to question things because we had like one moment where, you know, she busted on the out And this dude, they kind of have like this kind of, in a way, kind of cool looking like bat faced ears thing saying, no way we haven't done anything yet. We only started talking about and then I'm guessing she murked them because on the next panel, we just see her covered in blood. And so, yeah, we just see like all these crazy panels. Of her just taking out these I, I really liked, even though it's kind of messed up. But there's a panel where she does the thing from Wanted, where there's bullets curving around and like a curve hitting multiple people in this one room. So, you know, I know we've met, I mentioned that before, but yeah, the curving bullets and stuff. And then we have like this moment where a bunch of kids are like, Hey, Lady Naga, you know you know, we love you or your friend or family yours. You know, can you shake our hand? But when she reaches out her hand, out to her, all she sees is her blood stained hands. And so I think that was kinda of like the first like real, real realization and turning point in her real like truly realizing like, okay, I'm doing some effed up stuff. And so yeah, so yeah, so she kinda of continued and then we see that, you know, she's talking with the president at the time of the the Hero Commission and she's basically like, is this, you know, me killing all these people? Is this really going to help? And so, so basically they get into a little talk and stuff, whatever, and it looks like he was about to pull something out of his jacket pocket. don't know if he was going to pull out a gun or a watch or what, but she ends up um, killing him and taking him out. And, of course, you know, Deku's like, you killed the president of the Safety Commission. Commission, I didn't hear anything about that. And She's like, of course you didn't. You know, they wanted to keep that stuff, you know, all hush-hush and, and under wraps. And so, yeah, we just continue seeing the flashbacks. We see a moment where they're approaching her when she was like a young kid. And it definitely kind of mirrors the same situation of how the Safety Commission approached Hawks when he was like a super tiny kid and, you know, basically just brought him into the fold and raised him and stuff. So, so yeah, so they kind of continue. Deku's charging in towards her at the end, you know, basically just saying like, you know, uh, maybe I was ignorant, but I'm starting to see things clearly. It's not all black and white. Most things in this world are shades of gray, a blend of fear and anger. Which is exactly why I've got to extend a helping hand. And so, as he's charging towards her, um, Chisaki, aka Overhaul, standing up on the roof, and he's like, "Yo, hey, are you done yet? You know, gotta get to the boss." And so, yeah, we'll we'll see how that is gonna shape up. But yeah, that that is some uh <laughs> some uh. Some wild stuff, black like side. I just, I just really enjoyed getting to see more of Lady Nagant's backstory and what led her to what she's doing now. So, you know, definitely make sure you understand where she's coming from and why she's doing what she's doing. So, yeah, very excited for next chapter to see what comes next. So, moving on over next, I'm gonna go on to Jujutsu Kaisen manga chapter 150 titled perfect preparation part three so pretty much we start off this chapter with a color page of the end of last chapter with uh showing maki slicing off the top of her dad's head you know her sister mai's body just slumped over as she's as maki is saying let's get started and we get this really cool double page color spread of maya maki in front of like a watery, like a watercolor looking uh, sun and water and stuff. It, it just looks really cool and really pretty. So, pretty much the bells start ringing. People freaking out like, yo, hey, um, Maki has gone mad. She cut down Master Ogi. Um, they're sending different you know, units after them. And so everybody starts gathering and pretty much you know, this little recap is gonna be super short because more or less Maki just went in just beast mode, murking, killing everybody. Um, she even killed that that one older Xenon Zenin clan dude. And so yeah, she and she pretty much takes up like the like elite force group called the He And so yeah, just like all these really cool, quick, fast action panels of Maki just slicing and dicing up dudes and yeah, just just no mercy shown. And so she comes up to the last person standing is uh, Na, Na, Naoya Zenin, who is also the head of the Hey. So I'm very excited to see these two clash. Um, I, I was different kind of Hoping that, you know, once Maki started going on her rampage, last chapter and stuff, there's was like, okay, I hope we get to see these two fight it out. And it looks like we're about to. So, but yeah, it's just another another wild chapter of uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, but still, you know, good stuff nonetheless. So, yeah. So, next thing I'm gonna cover, these next couple just me some really, like, super quick hits, because... It's late. It's on 1 a.m. and I'm tired. So, uh, Dr. Stone, chapter 198, um, titled Whole New World. It's a whole new world. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we just kind of, you know, just pick up from last chapter where Senku and, uh, shoot, I'm drawing his name, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Sukasa. My um, brain went blank. Yeah, Senku and Sukasa. They, you know, still talking about the whole like immort- immortality stuff. And you know, Chrome pops up and was like, "Yeah, no, badass." You know, Konaki, the old guy, doesn't have to die. And so, and so, basically, they end up they end up re- reviving Zeno because obviously. Why man is on the moon, so they need to get to the moon, and who better to help you in your journey to the moon than Zeno, who is one of the top scientists from NASA, so they, they unfreeze him, of course, and basically fill him in on everything, and so, yeah, they are in the steps or beginning phases of starting to plan out how to build a a spaceship, and so there's a moment where you know Chrome, where Chrome is having a moment after uh, Zeno starts, you know, having you know some thoughts after Sinker them telling you know like like the rules of our world have changed ten billion percent as Zeno is like like the light of immortality, how truly elegant violating the natural order with nefarious science. And Crum is like, I was like, you mean like, bad, bad, bad? What's so wrong about it? Nobody dying ever again? Sounds like the baddest in a good way, sort of science. Can't wait to tell everybody. And then Sakasa stops him, he's like, living forever may be a fate worse than death. Imagine an unending world. As we just see like all these like old people turned to stone as he continues, our planet would be covered with tens of billions or even trillions of elderly food and other resources are limited. All that would await us is a dystopia where some tyrant plays God and chooses who must be purged via eternal petrification. And so Chrome has a look on his face where he's, like, realizing, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, this can definitely go very bad. And so and is, like, you know, we still don't know if we can stave off cell decay in the aging process. And given our devices dead batteries, they basically can't do a bunch of, like, trial and error test runs with this stuff. So, yeah. So for now, they're planning to just keep this knowledge mainly to themselves as they begin work on, you know, building this spaceship, and so, yeah, it's just kind of neat seeing the the schematics and plans for everything that they need in order to reach it to building a spaceship, so yeah, Dr. Stone, chapter 198, going towards the moon, y'all, going towards the moon, that's some (laughs) wild stuff, especially when you think about where this freaking series started at. So, Doctor Stone. Alright, nothing the last one. I'm going to kind of just touch on a little bit. is just uh, Kaiju number 8, chapter 35. So, pretty much this chapter was just. The head director. Going against Kafka. And we learned that this dude is no freaking joke. Like. <laughs> he puts on this gear that was made from, I think it was kaiju number two and he throws a punch and it just immediately takes off one of Kafka's arms and so he just keeps on like launching these crazy punches and so we get this really cool panel where it says, in the past he was hailed as the strongest soldier the defense force has ever seen and yeah, Kafka is having to turn more into kaiju mode just to even survive those hits. And we get this really cool panel where, you know, Kafka is like the director general is emitting the aura of a daikaiju as we learn that, you know, like I said earlier, there was kaiju number two it is the one that his armor or his suit and stuff was kind of shaped and modeled after the remnants from that thing so yeah so pretty much yeah kafka is just getting destroyed we see like one panel where one of his arms and both of his legs are missing like kafka can't keep up with this dude for nothing and so the chapter ends off with the general landing just like a direct blow to like his middle of his body so yeah definitely uh <laughs> very curious to see where and how that's all gonna go and how that's gonna shake out so yeah kaiju number eight chapter 35 and this last one i'm gonna slide in here is tokyo revengers manga so now i have kind of been doing these in separate episodes but you know this is just something really quick i just wanted to just Slide in here because I'm like, why not? It'll be time stamped, and I'm saying up front Tokyo Revengers manga up to chapter 150. So, once again, Tokyo Revengers manga. So, yeah, I just had to talk about just like, man, it's like every time, like every time I go back to read and stuff, it's just like, how, how, how can this continue? To escalate, how can this continue to get worse? And, you know, it's like now, you know, Takamichi is stuck in the past right now because, you know, him and, um, what's his name? Uh, Naoto, Naoto got killed in the, in the future or the present day or whatever. So now Takamichi can't jump back. So he's stuck in the past. And so we had a moment where, you know, they're doing their preparations, getting ready for this next big war. And freaking uh, Kisaki freaking comes with this like super devious and dirty plan. And more or less, once again, hey, spoilers. the Revengers up to Chapter 150. They freaking kill uh, Mikey's sister slash Draken's girlfriend. And it's just like... And, you know, of course, like when people die in the past, Takamichi can't, at least right now, what I'm reading the story right now, he can't go back again. So it's like when people die in this past or when he's here in the past, that's it, you know? So, you know, it's not like, oh, they died in the future so he can go back and change something or whatever. It's like, no, it's like they, they died in the past. So... Yeah, that, that was just, like, very crazy and wild to see, you know, how broken that made Mikey. And Draken, too, for that matter of fact, because, you know, we know how much Draken really cared about that girl. And, yeah, it, it's, it's just, like, that's kind of when Takamichi, unfortunately too late, put together the pieces of, like, that's why in that one Timeline in the future slash present day, Mikey just went rogue and just started killing everybody or whatever. And then it's because, it's like, oh, it wasn't because, you know, the dragon had died or because, you know, this person got injured or whatever. It was like, no, when his sister died, any semblance of hope or joy or whatever just went out the window. And so, yeah, I'm just very excited to keep reading. And to see, you know, where, <laughs> what are the craziness, where the heartaches is going to come. Because I still have, like, 50, 60 more chapters until I'm fully caught up. And it's just like, I'm just like, man, okay. Clearly, surely this must be the worst of it. And it's, it never is. So, yeah. Just freaking Tokyo Revengers, you It's, like, such a good series if, if you're looking for something now biting to read or watch, check it out. So Tokyo Revengers. Alright, and that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in and listening. You can follow me, follow the podcast on Twitter at Dad Needs to Talk. My personal Twitter is at Mastermind Rob7. And yeah. I hope everybody out there has a good week ahead. If you're able to be off for the holiday, hopefully you got to enjoy maybe having an extra day off from work or whatever the case may be. Um, luckily, I do get to have the day off for the holiday, so hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm planning to just chill out, relax, build up on my rest for, like I said, with all the stuff we got coming up with sports and stuff with the kids it's about to be a very busy time so, but yeah, as always and also um, if you would, please you know like, follow subscribe, share the podcast all that fun stuff you know, tell your mom tell your friends, tell your grandma tell your uncle like yo, listen to this dude Rob he's kind of cool <laughs> But, but yeah, but real talk, yeah, appreciate everybody for, you know, tuning in and rocking with me for another week, and yeah, we're gonna keep moving and grooving and pushing it forward, so y'all have a awesome week, I'm about to go to bed, it's freaking 1.30 in the morning, so yeah, so yeah, y'all be easy, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Love you guys. Bye. Peace.